Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, and welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us. And I am your host, uh, Reverend Arlene Cahet, and I have my beloved here with me, King T. Doe. You want to say hi, honey? Peace and blessings, family. Such good pleasure to have you with us. So tonight we are going to talk about what are you signing up for? And the reason why I decided to do this show was because I realized as I look back over my previous relationship um, that I always had a little bit of a gnawing or an inkling that those relationships were not going to work out. Um, and, and actually, you know, when I got into that place of actually taking responsibility for my actions and for my experience in my life, um, when I really kind of took a look at those relationships, they helped me to get into that place of understanding exactly what it was that I was signing up for, what it was that I experienced, or what is it that I learned. But before I go into any deeper details tonight, um, we are going to go ahead and get prayed in, and we're just going to do one round of the prayer uh, by Thomas Shalar Walker. Shout out to Shalar, and, uh, and we'll be right back. Okay, uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, apparently I had myself on mute. We are going to talk about uh, what are you signing up for. So um, one of the things that I I have learned uh, over my 40-some-odd years is that when you're having, when you have your experiences and you are going through life, that there are certain relationships that you tend to have, be it whether or not it is an intimate relationship or a relationship, um, whether or not it, that that's like a friendship or something like of that nature. There is there is a, a choice 
in your dealing with that particular situation and taking ownership and responsibility for your actions and for your your part in the growth uh, growth that you develop from that relationship or whether or not you one of the things that I've I've learned over the over the years is that uh, many of the relationships that I've had in the past, um, be it you know intimate relationships, be it friendships, um, whatever that relationship was, I learned and grew from those relationships. Like say for instance, uh, I will um, give like I guess you could say a large relationship teacher for me was the one that I had with my ex-husband. And after that experience, uh, I, I was for, for um, a number of years in a place of being very, very angry with him um, because a lot of, I did a lot of bending and yielding in order to make the relationship work. Um, and as a result of it, when I left the relationship, there were several, I guess you could say, several parts of me <laughs> that I would have said that were kind of broken off. I mean, the core of who I was was still still the same. Um, I still recognized the core, but the 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 personality in which I had within the marriage um, had broken off considerably. There were, and because those parts of me had broken off, there was a lot of, a lot of things that I just simply was not putting up with in any other relationship that I had with people after that. Um, one of them being that I wanted somebody uh, in my experience who, who would back me up, especially when it came to um, experiences with my children where, where you know, if I was advocating for them that I wouldn't get thrown under the bus. And that was something that would happen. That would be something that would happen with uh, my ex-husband. Um, also, there were, there were places in our relationship where, uh, I guess you could say I kind of let him uh, run over me in terms of whatever his expectations were, and and uh, you know, and there was there was no, I guess you could say, any type of compromise with it. It was you know my way or the highway. And finally, I had gotten to a point within the relationship, like, like one of the things that he would like to do, and to my understanding, he still does, is that he would start yelling and screaming just arbitrarily uh, over something that would make him upset. And one of the things that would happen is I would be kind of discombobulated because I would, I started doing things like compromising my own integrity without, you know, one of the things is like I was, I was dishonest um, and I would start lying. And it was largely due to the fact that I, I did not want to hear his mouth. I would rather deal with, you know, the space, you know, with the, 
the sort of allowance of time that the lie would provide me until I got caught. Uh, however, you know, it, it was a sort of a catch-22 because uh, I had a choice. Uh, if I if I told the lie, um, uh, if I told the truth, then I would get yelled at right then and there. And if I told the lie, um, there would be this delay, but I would still get yelled at, yielding it to the, you know, same results. Um, however, when, you know, one of the things that people may be asking is, well, well, how did you sign up for that experience? Well, initially, um, before we actually got married, uh, a question that I had silently asked myself was, you know, did I think I could live with this person 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Did I think that I could be uh, with him forever? I mean, that is my under- that was my understanding of what marriage was uh, during that time. And when I am really, really honest with myself, the answer was no. There was there was a niggling of there's not something not quite right here. You know there is something that not that is that is a little bit off about this experience. Now what I realized after you know the I say nine to ten years that I had niggling uh, was a culmination, was a sort of coming from where I would call my higher self um, in terms of this experience. But regardless of whatever type of experience I had with him, uh, after I dig through that resentment and that hurt and those feelings that come up and that occasionally still come up because I, you know, it's almost like it's like a sort of a Pavlovian response um, that I've had at times, and and I have to get I um I have people around me who kind of tug on me and say you know you're not no longer in that experience, um, but that experience, even though there was a part, there was, you know, sort of a, uh, a signing up for that experience, um, it taught me a great deal about uh, who I was or who I wanted to be, um, being in a place where I can stand in my integrity and be honest um, most of the time or, or all of the time. Um and and just be quick about making a decision about whether or not I want to be in this experience, whether or not I want to uh, pass on the experience uh, uh, after him. It became much easier for me to um, make those particular distinctions. The question that I asked myself after that was, well, what did I learn? And so these were some of the things that I that I learned after having that experience. So I know that I've talked quite a bit, honey, but do you want to add anything? Seems to me as though we have a counseling session going on here. 
let's see now. I I feel a sense of uh, you, your experience previously of a relationship that you once was in uh, still lingers in uh, the uh, cortex of your mind, which seems not quite ready to be released from your consciousness, which now you are no longer in. Is this correct? Well, no, not so much. It's just that when I think back on those experiences, um, I got to a place where I released the majority of what I had been feeling about them. Um, but in, after I released those feelings, the, the the question that I asked myself was, well, what did they teach me? What did I learn? And where do where do I you know what what type of experience did I want to bring bring into my life? Because my feeling is is that um, if I had not really gotten to that place, you would have never shown up. Now I still have those I still have those moments especially when I have to deal with them because we have children um, where where I have to still remove some buttons that uh, that she that pushes. But when I compare them to the, what I was experiencing prior to meeting you uh, and prior to having an ongoing relationship with, with our children, um, there were more buttons. But there are less buttons now, and I'm still removing the the removing the the last vestiges of the buttons that he pushes. Well, I was listening to some um, information that Dr. Joe Dispenza was sharing with us, and he indicates that our feelings and thoughts are interconnected in a very amazing way, in the sense that we have somewhere on the average of a sixty thousand to seventy thousand thoughts a day of which of that number of thoughts that we have most of those thoughts are repeat thoughts from the experiences of which we had previously which indicates oftentimes that we are still living in the memory of the past not allowing ourselves to rearrange the thinking process to shift to become different than what it was previously because we are creatures of learnt habit, if you will. And so programming oftentimes become a factor becomes a factor in the way in which we not only respond and behave, but what our future looks like if we stay connected to the past. So I know that it's important for us to make the decision to have our desire thought and desired environment programmed into our head to remove the negative thoughts or the thoughts that was once in the past in order to move forward. So to move forward, it's important to pretty much visualize or or I guess right now that's the best word I can come to, 
visualize your desire, which is, I think, one of the things you had just kind of um, made reference to when you said um, when you was working through the process, you are working through the process, allow the door to open for the manifestation of my presence in your life, which I am so grateful for. So, um, yeah, it's it's a pretty deep topic, and I understand where you're coming from in regards to that. It is important to understand our experiences and to learn from our experiences, yet at the same time, not to lock into the experiences so much so to where we're still living in the past and not moving forward for the future. I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, it it does. Um, and so one of the things that um, I do know is that when you Okay, so I guess a question that some people may be asking was, well, well, you know, uh, how is it that you're signing uh, signing up for these experiences? Like, say, for instance, uh, a person who who is involved with someone who is married and, you know, there are there are only a few places where that particular relationship can go in terms of you know the outcome you know the outcome of what that relationship would look like i mean you there 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 are only a couple of directions so one direction is that this person has you in a position of being a part-time lover for, you know, for whenever they have free time. Um, A second scenario is that they actually leave their spouse for you, you know, leave their spouse for you. But what what would happen if uh you know what what's the possibility of them remaining loyal to you what would happen with um your relationship if they decide to leave you know will you be able to trust them um and uh, you know or i mean like i said there are only a handful of um, directions that I can, can go in, but at, at some point you have to make the decision of whether or not what you want to experience, it, you want to experience something different than that. But in essence, when you decide to get involved with somebody who is married, you are actually signing up for that experience. Um, there, There is a sort of a need to sing yourself to make smarter decisions and not necessarily be a part-time lover. But we're going to take a quick music break and we'll be... Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, I think King has something that he wants to share with us. Yeah. Um, when you brought this up, what crossed my mind is 
people seem to actually be accepting a certain experience, but what are they accepting that experience in exchange for? And I think when we come back from the music break, it might be interesting to look into that as one of the dynamics because some people just don't know that there is an exchange, period. And that exchange is either going to bring you something of value or something that is of less value. And you have to decide what value you are and how much you love yourself. Okay, and with that, we are going to take a quick music break with uh, Part-Time Lover by Stevie Hunter. Nothing to be wrong with 
<laughs> I guess that song was apropos. <laughs> and so we're back. <laughs> and tonight we're talking about what are you signing up for? So just to know, and I'm probably going to sound like I'm being a bit redundant, but just know that when when you have your relationship experiences, um, when you choose to um, engage with a person, whether or not it's intimate on an intimate level or whether or not it's through friendship, there is a part of you that is actually signing up for a particular experience. And one of the things that I'm, I'm going to suggest to people is that whenever they get that niggling of something's not quite right here, then they should go ahead and listen to that voice. Uh, and the reason why I say say that is because regardless of whether or not you go through a relationship experience or whether or not you bypass it, you're going to still get to um, get to have um, an experience. Now, the relationship, whether if you don't listen to that inner niggling, what will end up happening or what I have found my experience to be is that the relationship, you know, sprouts, uh, you know, different roots in you or different experiences come out. Um, there's something that's not quite quite right there. Maybe in some way they, you know, they can be dishonorable and it causes you to be in a place of um, being in, you know, kind of compromising yourself or there's not something, there's, there's just something, something will crop up, something will happen. I think that 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 inner voice, that inner niggling of something's not quite right, uh, actually is in that place of protecting us. And when you honor and respect that, you end up having a far more smoother experience. Now, whether or not you decide to go through it or and ignore that and say, well, you know, let me just give them a chance. You know, that whole thing that society sort of teaches us that we should give people a chance and, and not listen to that first line, to that first line, of, or for me, is that first feeling of, you know, do I, do I want to continue on with this? Um, okay, so <laughs> I, I'm going to give an example of when I had actually. Oh, just one to um, interject. When you mentioned this thing about the relationship, I I wanted to say when relationships sprouts horns, okay, then you have to decide whether this is the type of relationship you want because some people deliberately go after certain factors and certain experiences that they want in relationships. And they do it intentionally. There's some who get involved in merit, intermarital 
or extramarital affairs because there's an excitement aspect to it that they want to play out. Like, okay, how long can I go ahead and mess with this guy's mind and not have his wife find me out? So, you know, they're playing like that, that secret lover type of thing, yet at the same time, they're invisible. Um, there's those who want to play the cat and mouse thing to where a relationship kicks off in such a manner to where it's enjoyable because this is what both of these people decide they want to do at the same time, but then it decides to sprout a new branch. And you're not expecting that branch to kind of kick off. Like, let's say, for example, you're in a relationship with somebody that you really have no business being in a relationship with because, let's say, it's hot sex. And you came across this hot sex, and it was like, oh, yeah, that's what's up. So you're running with this, but then it's only supposed to be. And now this person that you're dealing with has fallen in love, and they caught feelings. And you'd be like, wait, 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 wait. We weren't supposed to go in that place. But that's something that you can't control. But people get themselves caught up in so many different aspects. It was just interesting that you had brought up what you did, and I just kind of wanted to throw that out there as well. Okay, okay. And and I would, I would, let's just put it this way. I would suggest that even with people who have those types of experiences, they have to have that inner nudge. Uh, they're just letting, I guess you could say, their flesh kind of take over the situation. But they have that inner, you know, that inner nudge that's telling them, well, you know, maybe I should not do this. Maybe, you know, because, I, okay, so I'm, I'm going to give a for instance that you had shared with me. Okay, so I believe... Well, I, I won't call out her name. <laughs> but, like, for instance, you, you told me about this one experience where this woman had invited you over to her place, and it was it was under the guise of, you know, you uh, participating in, uh, you know, using some product that she was selling. Yeah, yeah multi-level marketing. And, and she had... She, all of those, I guess you could say, those surface things that you were wanting. She had the house, she had the car, she had, she had, she had it going on at least on the material level. And and then you left, and then you came back, and you were like, okay, so you know, can should I do this? And the response was. Well, there would be some consequences. That that was the that was your that was your nudge. You would be you you know there's some consequences with that. And 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 here in lies I mean here in lies the the rub, ladies and gentlemen. There the, you're always going to re, you may always feel some type of inner nudge from your higher self, letting you know whether or not. You want to go through with this? Uh, go through with this experience uh, with King. Right, right. And you know the funny thing about it is, I chose to accept it. But okay. I can't. Okay. 
because it felt like there wasn't no issue. You know, we've grown. We can do this. thing is, it's then you decide that, okay, when is it time to stop doing this? <laughs> and, and and just so that the audience knows, because I'm sure that, you know, not everybody here may know the story, but uh, all of us know, uh, how long did that experience last? Longer than I anticipated. But they say there's this phrase, they say, um, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it took, I went deeper than I cared to go, and it lasted longer than I cared for it to <laughs> be an experience. Um, because there was the after, I guess one could say the aftershock, because you know how you have an earthquake and you be like, oh, Lord, something terrible happened. And then it happens again, and then it happens again, <laughs> and then it happens again. And, you know, like, it's the same thing, but it's just that reverberating aspect of it. And you decide to catch a plane and go to another side of the country where there's no earthquakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I well you know well tell the uh, tell the folks here if anything what what do you feel that you learned from the experience after you know after it lasting longer than you expected it to last what did you what do you what do you feel you got out of it what did you learn I learned that people are crazy and you have to decide in your own self how much crazy you are willing to accept, crazy that goes outside of the box of your comfortability. And you don't want that? You need to get out. Get out. Like the movie. Okay. (laughs) Um. And so, and so here, here is uh, another, another thing that uh, people tend to deal with is like the, I, you know, with with those experiences that you, you you have gotten that inner nudge from, uh, there is always this this thing of experiencing a bit of heartbreak afterwards. And you would probably be in Heartbreak Hotel, I'm sure, that that person um, with uh, King. Um, she she may have felt that she actually loved him and, and, uh, and was in that place. And so we are going to take a quick music break um, with, uh, it's called This Place, uh, this Place Hotel by the Jackson 5, but... Um, it's known as Heartbreak Hotel, so we'll be right back.
I don't know if you people know, but when I hear the end of this song, it's like he finally made it out of the hotel. He was able to escape. The sun is rising, and he doesn't need to experience what was going on there any longer. So he is walking away, thanking God that he made it out. It, it was a new day. He could start over again. There's a line in that song that says, we came to this place where the vicious dwell. I'm telling you, a lot of times relationships work in a way to where we don't really know what we're signing up for, but because of the excitement and the exhilaration that relationships can bring forth, we will just go ahead and step in as though it's, it's cool. And sometimes that's what this song reminds me of. You know that this is a place that you can go because there's something that you're going to find. So you step in and you don't know exactly what you may meet up with, but if it's tantalizing enough, you will spend time with it. The thing is, is how long will it spend time with you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I will say that the, that that particular song, what it sort of brought up for me, um, because in it, he gives an indication that the woman that he, the person that he was involved with had trust issues, and so my. I, Here's something that I suggest that, you know, if if a person's having trust issues, then maybe you should, uh, you know, deal with those trust issues before you can uh, go back into a relationship um, and see how other relationships that are not necessarily intimate work out for you. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, like I say, people oftentimes deal with relationships because of the experience that they are almost feeding off of, if you will. I would say I knew that there's been relationships that I have been in that were trust issues because of their insecurity. But I was cool because I knew there was nothing to worry about as far as trust because my integrity is strong. But when they can't get out of the pattern of the mental negative previous experiences, they're living in the past and trying to bring it into my present. And it's not matching. And it gets to a place to where it's cute for a while because you're like, okay, I see that you're having some issues don't worry, baby, I got you. It's all good, right? And then they start seeing stuff that isn't there. They start imagining things that never happened. And they start jumping on your case about stuff that never existed. And it's time to get out. All righty then. <laughs> I would say that you're you're much better than I am because if I saw that they had like some serious trust issues, 
like that that continually and habitually come out, I probably like, you know, you and I were probably not a match. But you know, but I'm. I, I guess I can say. I I, I guess the uh, the caveat to that is that you know whether or not that continual pattern comes up over and over and over again um, when they start imagining imagining things. But if there's anybody out there that would like to add to the conversation, we don't mean to exclude you. Just press the number one, and we will go ahead and bring you in. You can either talk about your own experiences and what it is that you learned, or um, or if you have a question for us, please feel free to go ahead and ask. So I would – I'm trying to uh, – other relationship experiences that people may sign up for and they, you know, you know, they may have had that inkling that maybe this might not be the right thing. I know that there have been a few times that I've actually avoided situations where, where it was like blaringly obvious um, for me that it was going to work out. I have, I have, I'll add this experience. There was a time to where I was trying to change who I was in order to fit into the relationship. That can be a problem. I was working as a public servant at a time to where there was a shift in the drug paradigm, if you will. As I was growing up, you know, well, you may not know, there was a time to where you could drink and you could smoke, and then there was additional smoke that kind of came to the scene that kind of made you feel giggly and happy. Yeah, there was weed. Yes, it was. But there was no issues. There was no drug test. Everybody was cool. People knew that they had a sense of responsibility to their job assignments and things of that nature. So it didn't seem to be a problem. But then it became a problem because people started to more involved in smoking weed, smoking weed at the wrong time. And then, of course, other drugs started to materialize in the community, which they say were gateway drugs, if you will, and then next thing you know, other kind of drugs popped in. And people were coming to work under the influence of the drugs and the alcohol, which made the made it necessary for them to have the drug testing because it was like we can't really have these people coming to work like like this and acting in this particular manner. Yet, what I've discovered from my experience is in my marriage, that particular person wanted to stay with, you know, smoking weed, but then she added cocaine into the situation. Um, when it was not an issue, I played with that at that time, and it wasn't an attraction to me. It wasn't something that drew me in, but it drew her in, and she became addicted to it. Yet me being a public servant, I could no longer participate in that type of behavior. Yet I wanted her not to drift away 
from our relationship. So I started participating in the things that she was participating in because it felt to me as though she was being drawn away from the relationship because she wanted to party with people who wanted to do the things that she wanted to do. And I didn't really want to lose that relationship. I didn't want to lose that marriage because, as you were saying, you know, a marriage, in my mind, too, was something that should last forever and should be a joy. So it didn't turn out as I would have anticipated it to because some things don't fit, period. And we ran into a couple of uh, glitches behind situations like that. And the experiences that you sign up for, you may not have a full identification to what the consequences will be, Quinces, that will sometimes rally you enough to wake you up to get up out of the program because the program should have never existed in the first place. Okay, so the question that I have for you is that um, in in the beginning uh, with the relationship, did you get any type of hit or indication that this may not have necessarily had been the relationship for you, but you just went ahead to go along with it anyway? Well, see, I was Mr. Chameleon. I could I could change to look like a wall if you wanted me to because it was like, I do anything for you. <laughs> I give the world to you if you want me to. Yes, I do. And I would because I could fit that. But my problem was I expected too much of myself, so much so to where the person that I was in relationship with saw that every move that was being made, I was seeing, I was transforming. So she, she identified me and my personality when we first met. But because I wanted to be everything to her, then I started to conform. This is my, my perception. I started to conform to everything and anything that she wanted. And that's not what she really wanted of me. She wanted me to be more of a steadfast, steady person than one who just kind of catered to whatever wishes and realms that she had or desired. But I didn't see that then. So what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad that you asked because you did not answer it. (laughs) Okay, so, so the question was, did you get any type of, I mean, I understand the, the whole process of becoming a chameleon and everything, but did you get an indication, like inkling, that this may not, you know, whatever, the, like that nudge that you got with the, the, the lady before, did you get any type of indication with this one, the one that you married, uh, that it was not necessarily the right, right relationship for you? 
I would say yes, I did, but I felt badass enough to handle it. No matter what it was, I could do it. That's what I felt. And I didn't do bad, but I didn't know that the consequences of that experience was going to go down the road that it went. So the inkling I had, we were good with it to a certain point. She decided to take a detour. And I think that's where things started falling apart. Um, I will say that drugs in a relationship will destroy it. If anybody's out there who has been in a relationship where drugs was a factor, they can feel, I'd be more than happy to hear from you. But my experience was the behaviors of the person and their personality change because of the drugs in and of itself. If it wasn't for the drugs being involved, I think we would have been okay. But I think that was the thing that really messed things up because the person that I was involved with in that marriage wanted to change. So I was that avenue for her transformation until people started talking in her head, telling her that um, something else was going on instead. It was like they were were feeding negative thoughts in her head, like, you know, you got to answer to him, you you got to clock in, uh, and what have you, where she was still kind of linked to her past experiences. So instead of her rising up out of her past experiences, she kind of fell back into those past experiences, and she didn't want to leave it. Have there have there been situations where you actually did listen to that that inner guidance system where you where you it, in essence what I call it is sort of seeing what the story was if you decided to walk down that path and how it would play out. Uh, you know, I, like, okay, so I'm going to give a for instance and then you can share a story with me. So so before I met you, um, I always talk about, I talk about this person because it, it was a colorful experience. Um, I went out with um, this guy, and I think we had about two dates, and, and then I was like, you know, I, I'm not signing up for this. Um, but what I had observed of him was that he he had what I would call self love issues, and and he wanted to he wanted to project onto me. He must have been involved with people who were gold diggers and who had stolen money from him, and and he was into buying things for them, and you know. Um, and he gave me, you know, within this uh, two-day period, he gave me a rundown of what he was expecting in a relationship in terms of, um, in terms of uh, what, you know, about money, credit, 
and being in a more vulnerable situation, blah, blah, blah. And and within that two-day two period, he actually offered to purchase me a car. <laughs> and I walked away, and, you know, um, I remember just after, after, especially after the second experience, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with this, you know, what was wrong with there was something wrong here. That was the that was the message that I got that there was something wrong. So I was doing this thing to try to figure out what what was the problem. And it was actually Harvey, you know, that I had a talk and he's like, So if there's something wrong, there's something wrong and you should just leave it at that. Now he didn't use those specific words, but essentially you know, trust, you know, he he was the one that kind of told me you need to trust your gut and just go with it. And I real, you know, as I, I, you know, as I had shared the story with other people, they were saying, well, shoot, if he was going to buy a car, he thought that he was going to own you. Um, and you were going, you were going, if you had chosen to go down that path, there's no telling, especially with his mindset and his preoccupation with um, his preoccupation with his own um, with his own birth and things of that nature. That he that he that you know he would bring those issues into the relationship yeah, because he he really did have some self love uh, issues because. You know, one part of his family, um, even though they they were not accepting of his father, he was biracial. And he wasn't um, his the white side of his family was not accepting of him, and and the black side they didn't seem to have an issue. But it, he dealt. He grew up around his grandmother who who disliked. And as much as told him so, so he had these issues coming up as well. But, you know, but that was a situation that I ended up avoiding. But, you know, have there been any situations where you just went ahead and went with your higher uh, higher uh, guidance with avoiding a relationship altogether? Oh, yeah, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> there was a whole bunch of them. And um, it's interesting because... Relationships are relationships, and you have to make the decision as to what that relationship means to you. Now, I enjoyed short-term relationships. That was cool because, you know, I was a DJ, and I was hanging out in the club, and, you know, some people would walk up to me, and they like this, that, or what have you, and be like, cool, you know, like, uh, what are we doing after the show? And uh, we find out, and um, we have a great time, and we <laughs> wake up the next day, and I got to take her home, and she's got six children got to go to school. And I was like, I thought I was dropping you off. Yeah, but the house, you know, so-and-so is running late, and so-and-so is running late, and we need to go ahead and get that. And if you would do this for me, that would be much appreciated. I said, okay, cool. So after I dropped all the children off, I left, and I was gone. <laughs> that was not where I wanted to be. That nah, that the night was cool, 
But the date was a totally different experience. That was like, no, we're not doing none of that. And the, the children seemed okay, but no, that was not what I was signing up for. Um, other experiences that came along when I was sworn to fun and loyal to none was just the way it was, just because of where I was at that particular time. So I was not looking for long-term committed relationships. I was sworn to fun, and I was looking for people who wanted fun too. So when I was in that zone, as long as you was cool with that and we was cool with that, and you knew when I was going to show up, and you knew uh, the schedule. <laughs> it was all right, but if there was a variance in the schedule, it was going to interfere with somebody else's time, and that would cut you off because, no, that's not what we signed up for. But, see, that's totally different than a committed relationship because that's not where I was. Um, it just so happened when a committed relationship popped up for me is when I, 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 I flipped and fell in love with somebody. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was going to happen. That, that happened. And I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Okay, so again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to add into the conversation, uh, just press the number one. If you have a question, just press number one. Um, but uh, we have uh, another song for you, and you know, and I'm going to set this up by saying, you know always just best to go ahead and just be honest about where you are in your experience. And the reason I say that is because sometimes <laughs> the universe will set it up where the truth will come out. Now, I know I know for a fact that it, it happened to me, and I kid, I kid you not, I swear my spiritual team, my angels, my, my people who look after me, I feel that they had been, you know, had been laughing at me. I kid you not. I think they were laughing at me. And I'll share that story uh, once we get back. But, you know, just so you know, there's a possibility that if your feelings have changed for the person, that they may hear it through the grapevine.
And so we're back. <laughs> and I, I will say that when I hear hear that song, um, I will talk about for the moment when I was outed by, I, I, I'm just going to say by fate, uh, especially considering how it happened. So back during the time just before um, I started the process of going through my divorce, um, I, you know, I, I had come out of the, the community that talked about writing down your goals <laughs> for what it is that you wanted to create in your experience. And uh, one of my goals happened to be that I wanted to get a divorce from the person that I had been married to. Um, I had come to that realization that the relationship that I had with him uh, was not going to yield me what it was that that I was needing for the relationship to be sustained. Um, you know, you know, one of my 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 love language happened to be physical touch, and um, and quality time. And even though I had time with him, it wasn't really quality, and he would not actually answer that particular need. So. What I had realized about the relationship was that uh, I was not going to be able to get, I either needed to accept him for who he was uh, or I needed to get out of that relationship. And I had actually written it down. I had written down a list of goals that I wanted to achieve and the divorce was one of them. And fate would have it that my goal book was left out in the kitchen and he read, he, you know, he must've read it and he runs into the bedroom where I was and he confronts me with it. Now, I, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before the song played, I kid you not. I think that my, what I call my spiritual team, you know, my, my, the angels, the guys, spiritual guys, the people who walk with us, uh, that they were laughing at me. I kid you not. I think I actually heard laughter and they, it, it was almost a sort of a, so what are you going to do now? Type of a, uh, type of experience. Because I really had to come to a place where I needed to be more transparent and more honest about what it was that I was thinking and feeling. And I had just let a lot of things just go uh, in the relationship by this time. I, you know, I had no more fight in me um, in terms of uh, telling him what it was that I, what it was that I was needing in the relationship because I, I wasn't getting it. And so what ensued was <laughs> there was a bit of a, you know, after he, you know, he, he confronts me and he's like, well, you know, if this is what you're thinking or what you're thinking right now, let's just go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. Now, I, I think that for him, it was just that was an empty and idle threat. And his, his thought and his idea was to put me back in my quote-unquote place. <laughs> um <clears throat> Um, however, 
uh, I remember having a conversation with my mother just before I had a talk with him where um, where I told her, well, I think that Tony and I are getting a divorce. <laughs> Tony and I are getting a divorce. He just found my gold journal. And she pauses for a minute. And then, you know, she's like, okay. And she's like, uh, um, well, we'll. I guess you can see, you're going to see what happens. So he confronts me and he he comes back and he 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 says to me, "Well, you know, since you have this on your mind, this is why we haven't gotten a house yet. This is why, you know, this is why things have not been going well. You have been you've just been, just been plotting against this because you are only interested in getting a divorce." And my thinking was, I was like, "You know what? I don't think that anything is going to improve simply because we move into a house." You know, the things that have been wrong with our marriage have been wrong with it. He was like, well, you know, at least he, they see, because you, you know, you have been fighting against me, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I will go all out and I will see about making that happen. So I looked into getting us pre-qualified for a house. Um, I looked into having somebody find uh, a home that we would be able to afford. Um, Things just did not, you know, things did not yield uh, to my expectation or to his expectation. And so we had to drop the idea because at the time, um, I guess you could say the whole housing market had not bottomed out where where we were living at that time in Arizona. Anyway, um, what ended up happening was that, you know, I went ahead and kind of um, conformed that because I was, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, and I I did have a level of practicality about myself and, you know, because my question was to myself was, like, well, what am I going to do? You know, how would I go about, um, you know, uh, you know, getting myself out of this situation? Our um, things had not been going well for us financially and things of that nature. So um, what ended up happening was we let's fast forward uh, maybe about a month out. My mother had been in and out of the hospital at that time, and I had gone to see her, and she she starts talking to me. And she starts talking to me about what I should be expecting during, you know, expecting during a divorce. And I was like, well, you know, Tony and I are not going getting a divorce, and you know, you know that that idea has been tabled. And she says, she looked at me and she's like, well, you realize, Arlene, that that. <laughs> and she was like, it it doesn't just happen like that. There, he's going to do some crap to you. You're going to do some crap to him. It's going to be messy. Um, but, you know, there's some things, you know, she was seeing some things that uh, that I wasn't seeing at the time. But uh, I, I will say, um, I guess, after her death, um, and, I, and I will say, ladies and gentlemen, 
Uh, I would not recommend anybody do that uh, after experiencing through a divorce uh, right after um, uh, right after a death in the family. It is just it takes it takes a lot out of you. I uh, I recently talked to a friend of mine, and she not that she's in a similar situation, but she is actually going through a divorce, and it is it's almost as if you are kind of ripping. Um, your life in half, literally. But that aside, um, the you know what what happened was that I was outed. I got to a place in my life where my life kind of exposed what it was that I was thinking and feeling. Because you you just you know the universe, uh, God or with whomever you believe in, it's going to reveal to you what it is, you know, reveal what it is that is not working in your experiences. This is the reason why you end up having, you know, do you want to add anything to this? Because I know I've I've gone on for a moment. No, he he has nothing to add. Um, but I'm I'm welcoming any type of conversation. If there's anybody out there that has a question um, or has an experience that they would like to share, please go ahead and press the number one, and we will bring you on. But um, I will say, you know, that I will say that my the that marriage to that particular person did. You know, even though I had that, yeah, I had that experience, it left me in a place of of reforming myself into a different type of person. I had to become somebody different than the person that I was in the marriage, and uh, there was a lot of, you know, um, I would say mental manipulation was in the marriage as well. And I had to come out stronger um, after the experience. The recovery time, because of dealing with a death as well as dealing with a divorce, the recovery time from that experience took approximately four years, four years to recover. And I don't think that I truly did what you call any type of grieving until until, you know, 2000, hmm, I think 15, 14, 15 wasn't the place until the place that, and she had died in 2010. So that, that was a while for me to get to that place of recovery. But when I look back, uh, regardless of, you know, that, that feeling that I had gotten, um, back in 2000, 2001, when I originally met him, um, I signed up for an experience where where I was with a person whose personality um, was a little bit more self-serving, um, with the person, that, a person who had the personality that, that would, would have that tendency to throw me under the bus. Um, when it came to defending, you know, the interests of our children, uh, he was more interested 
and fitting in, um, and then then being the protector of the family. Uh, also in that place of operating a, a whole lot in what I would call my masculine energy, that that you know that kind of active energy of making things happen. There was quite a bit of that as well. So, what did I learn from that? I learned that I wanted that I, I could not be in a relationship with a person who was a man child because that that ultimately was a larger part of what was going on. He was a man child. He wanted a mama, and I had already given birth to two children, and you know, and he was he was t- technically my first one. Um, what I learned was that. <laughs> Break up with them um, in 
behind it. But, you know, with that, what you need to ask yourself, with almost every relationship that you've had that, that did not necessarily end up really well, is, you know, after you signed up for it, what did you learn from it? How has it made you better? Uh, what did you, you know, and what did you learn about yourself? Because all of our relationships, for the most part, is about understanding ourselves better. So, honey, is there anything that you would like to add to that? Yes. Let me come in from the left side, upper corner, out of the smoke-filled area of the room as the spirit coming into the room through the smoke to share that we all draw to ourselves those things and relationships that make us who we are today. No matter what the experience, no matter what the situation, no matter the ups and downs of whatever that is, no matter where we are spiritually at the time, We all are spiritual beings, and we all have been brought to this planet to have the experience. With that being said, each relationship, each experience that we encounter is for the the evolution of our soul and the expansion of a higher consciousness that allows us to attain our present course for our destiny. So when you look back over all of your experiences, no matter what they may have looked like at the time, draw from it that which you can clearly see was the benefit of it. Because that's the building blocks that makes you the person that you are to become. If you look at the relationships and you constantly live in the space of the negativity that those relationships have brought on you, all you are doing is reliving the experience and not learning from the experience. And that will keep you locked in the experience of the past. And, you know, we should go ahead and say that if you get into that situation where you get locked into the experience of the past, keep drawing to you those experiences of the past. The whole purpose of those relationships that you signed up for and they did not quite uh, quite, uh, work out were to teach you more about yourself and to teach you more about what your boundaries are. Um, that is the true beauty of the relationships that you enter into. Um, also, just especially if it's something that's sort of fresh and new, you go ahead and just slow down and, and just take a look at it. it uh, take a look at it and decide what it is that you want to experience. 
And on that note, we're going to take a quick music break, and uh, we'll be right back. No. 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 No, it's not taken slow by John Legend and slow down by uh, NDRRE. So we'll be right back. Baby 
Okay, and so we're back in, ladies and gentlemen. If you have anything that you would like to add into the conversation, please go ahead and press the number one, and I'll go ahead and bring you on the line. So tonight's show has been about what are you signing up for. And um, actually, there was another song that I was interested in playing, but unfortunately, it did not actually load up for me. But one of the things that uh, that we're going to kind of reiterate again is that with signing, what are you signing up for? Um, your relationships, they they are meant to uh, reveal more about yourself to you, and they are for the most part sort of like a litmus test. Okay. Um, they are sort of a litmus test to give you a barometer of, of where you're at. Because if you keep attracting the same type of situation over and over again, um, that is actually just more information about where you're at in your experience. And if you find yourself attracted to the same type of person and the people keep, you know, the face of the people keep changing, but the personality of the individual is still the same, then that is something that you really do need to sort of take a look at. That, you know, what is it What is it that's looking to be healed within yourself that causes you to draw that type of a person to you um, continuously? Um, and just know that that after after a while, after you start taking what you would call sort of a deep inventory uh, in and of yourself, then you you get to heal that part of yourself, and so you draw in different experiences. And I I, I think the place where I learned that from was actually from a Unity um, minister, the late Jack Bowen, and and he was the one that that kind of put that uh, that I guess you could say that life lesson in my head that the type of relationship that that I wanted to draw to myself if the person kept the people kept being the same over and over again in terms of personality that I needed to take a look at myself and so I I actually took that with me into my into my adulthood with my relationships. Now, before I met my my ex, like the continuous pattern that I had was that um, I kept meeting up with people and I kept signing up for signing up with experiences with people um, who, for whatever reason, did not value me and the relationship. And there was like a, quite a in most of those relationships were short short term, and I was deeply desiring to have um, the type of loving relationship that I have now. So, what those relationships share with me, and what I signed up for with them, was that I needed to love myself more. Um, you know the the mistreatment, the all of that, all all of that which I had experienced with them, 
was was revealing to me that I needed to love myself more deeply. In actuality, every relationship that you have is more or less a reflection of what is going on with you. I had to learn to love myself. And I, and in actuality, I, I had this conversation with a girlfriend of mine uh, last week um, because she was she's she herself is go, currently going through uh, a separation uh, from her husband. But she was asking me about my experience, and and I told her that I had to love myself and love myself uh, and see myself in the same way that Source saw me and to love myself the way Source loves me. And I will say that, that, you know, that even as I say that, that that my love for myself is continually evolving and and you know transforming me because you know I, i'm not i'm no longer that person that i was when i was in my late in my late teens and my early 20s and 30s where i was um contorting myself or compromising myself or doing those things i'm not no longer doing those things but it's something that's sort of ever evolving because I've been in um, been in this so being in sort of deep relationship with myself, with getting really, really kind of clear on on who it is that I am, because I've spent a great deal of my time hiding, uh, hiding in terms of of not really what I would call being myself and and being reserved and being shy and things of that nature. Um, And my, I I came to a bit of an understanding that with me hiding, how, if you're hiding, how can you truly know yourself and know yourself as God knows you, as God created you to be? And so, again, all relationships sort of stem from that place. And I will say that now that I'm in a place where I am surrounded by people who love and care for me, um, but I had to get to that place of loving and caring for myself. Is there anything that you would like to add? I think that the beauty of the freedom we have of choice is exceptional. You can choose to have any sort of relationship you desire. But it comes a time to where if you're in the mindset of being sworn to fun and loyal to none or just getting your thrill on, <laughs> Um, and you just want to deal with short-term experiences, there's going to come a time to where the divine energy of relationship is going to do what it do. I'm just, I'm just saying. It, it's going to do what it do. 
Um, it's like you were saying earlier where you had wrote your goals out and you were outed, if you will. Um, the time is going to present itself to you as to whether it's time for a long-term relationship or a short-term relationship or a relationship with yourself because you never really had one because you've been so busy bouncing back and forth between relationships and never got it together with your own self. And that's the most important relationship outside of the relationship with the creator. And so every relationship has its value and the key is to manifest the behavior that best suits the relationship that you are in most need of. And I will say that uh, to actually do those things takes a level of strength, courage, and wisdom. So we're going to take another music break. Um, and when we come back, if you have any questions, concerns, anything that you would like to share, please press the number one. And after this music break, we will go ahead and bring you on. Thank you. 
Okay, and we're back. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are coming into the last seven minutes of our show. So, if and if there is anybody that has any comments, questions um, that you would like to ask or uh, any stories that you would like to share, please go ahead and press the number one, and we will bring you on the line. Um, I will say that. Uh, we are going to we're going to be heading out pretty soon. So you know, last call, going once, going twice. Okay, so just so you know that know that when you regardless of whether or not a relationship works out or not, that there is, you know, whether or not you go up and sign up for the experience because uh, on a certain level there is a level of choice that 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 relationship is looking to reveal you to you. And that relationship is also looking to speak to you in the sense that it is trying to draw you closer to the creator. And when you do that, then you're going to find yourself in a place where love is going to set you free. So, I thank you for joining us tonight. And, honey, do you have a sh- do you want to share with people what your next show is going to be about next week? Or is it, is it next week? Next week. Yeah, your show is next week. I believe it's going to be about fear. Yeah. How you, how you got it up inside of you and you don't know how it got in there. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> okay, so next week, ladies and gentlemen, King's, King's philosophy is love is going to be on next week, and he's going to talk about fear and how fear got to be a part of your being. Yep, how to kind of thing is you don't even know how. <laughs> so join us next week at the same time, same same station. And we are going to be signing out with uh, Set You Free by Kim. Love you, people. Love you. Love, peace, and blessings, everyone. Oh, you're strong.
Don't you wanna go, girl? 